Today's episode of Transform Your Workplace is brought to you by Zenium HR. Learn more about Zenium's complete HR plus payroll solution at zeniumhr.com. Also, a quick note that Zenium is running its annual What People Want From Work survey. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to sign up. It is absolutely free to participate and you get a free report in the end. Zenium does all the work. All you need to do is send it out to your employees. More information can be learned at the landing page for what people want from work. So look for that link in the show notes. Are some of your employees struggling under the burden of student loan debt? Because in this episode of Transform Your Workplace, I sit down with Naveed Iqbal. He's the co-founder and CEO of Dollar. And we discuss how employers can help lift the burden of student loan repayment. And according to Naveed, educational benefits that you can give your employees will help them greatly. And there's a lot of creative things that employers can do to help reduce the burden of student loan repayment. You're going to learn a lot in this episode about this subject. And I know you're going to get some great takeaways from this episode about how you can help your employees. Make sure to connect with me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter, and connect with Naveed as well. And if you'd be so kind, if you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it for you to provide a written review or even just a five-star rating that helps people learn more about this podcast, find the podcast, and we're out to transform the workplace. So really appreciate your support. And for all of you who have been listening regularly for 350 plus episodes, and we've got lots more coming. So thank you. Enjoy today's episode with Naveed Iqbal. Naveed, it's a pleasure to have you on Transform Your Workplace. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So we talk about student loans a lot in HR. Um, I think employers are starting to, to talk about it more too, but I think they're a drag on many young people when they're entering the workforce. They go to school, take out huge loans to get through their curriculum. They get this beautiful piece of paper that says they graduated with a degree and they enter the workforce. And I'm curious, does it limit their career options? Does it open up options? I'm, I'm curious what you think in terms of just the burden of student loans. I, it, it definitely limits uh, their options, right? Like, so there are a few things we know about what people say their student loans are, are inhibiting them from. So for instance, people are not starting families as early as they used to. People aren't buying homes. Uh, people aren't saving for emergencies. People aren't saving for their retirement, right? It's impacting almost every aspect of their lives. Uh, and the only improvement you, you see, or at least you used to see, is that with an undergrad degree, typically you would have a better opportunity in the job market, right? Like these days, that's not so much the case, but the opportunity is still there. Lots of impacts, you know, mental, even physical sometimes, right? Like, so I'm a mathematician and data is, is everything that, uh, that I, I think about. The CDC did a study a little while ago and it was called the Social Determinants of Health. And in that study, they found that financial stress was one of the leading causes of hospital visits. Wow. Didn't know that. Mind-blowing, right? Like, yeah. yeah, crazy. And so when we speak about student loans, especially with employers, sometimes tongue-in-cheek, I say, look, you're going <laughs> to save money on insurance by offering student loan benefits. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
but it does make an impact. It's a, it's a big deal. Since you're a mathematician, I've, I've got to ask this question because I've heard people talk about it like, okay, I've got student loans. I want to buy a house. I also need to contribute to a retirement plan. There's trade-offs with every decision we make financially. Is a person, and you're probably not a financial advisor, but you can give me some general answer if, if, that's, if that's appropriate. But if I'm coming in as a younger employee and I'm now receiving a paycheck from an employer and I've got a decision to make, do I pay down my student loans fast? Do I invest in my 401k? Do I put it in a savings account for to try to buy a home eventually for a down payment? There's so many options. What's the right move? You've really hit on something special here. And so not financial advice at all, right? Uh, there is a mathematically optimized way to make sure that you're able to get. That's why I'm asking you this question. You, you've done the math. I know you have. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, there's a team, I, could, I wish I could take credit for it. There's a team uh, from Colorado that, that really like went to town on this. And so they did an analysis and they found that depending on how much debt you have, making payments for a certain number of years and then switching to an income-driven repayment plan taking into account the tax liability that typically comes with that window between when you switch, like how many years you pay your loan, and then when you switch to an income-driven repayment plan can be the fastest and cheapest way out of debt. Financial education, is this happening in high school, college? I don't know if you keep a pulse on it. It's been years since I've been out of high school and college. It was limited in the time that I was in school. And I'm curious if people are coming out of secondary education, even graduate education, and are they, from a financial literacy perspective, are they in good shape when they enter the workforce? So yes and no. It's my belief that we've never had a generation that's so informed about their finances ever, right? Like, Like the Gen Z in particular, these people are very, very aware of how much money they have and, you know, what they intend to do with it. However, there is a lack of knowledge around the specifics. Like, so for instance, the question that you just asked, how much do I put in a 401k? Do I max out my match? Do I pay more toward my student loans? You know, et cetera. There's very little information or knowledge around, you know, how to optimize for that. And, you know, I think there's two things that can happen here. One is we can we can try to continue to overload people with information or we can build tools that help them make those decisions, right? Like it's a combination, I think, is, is really the answer. But yes, it's so, you know, I always, I always think about this. When you're buying a house for the first time, you're so unprepared, right? Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's a... A hell of a process. Yeah, like how much, like what do I do? What are the considerations? What are all these, this, this broker person has given me these options. I can read them. I understand English, but I don't know what they mean, right? Like, so there's data and then there's information. And I think we present a lot of data with not enough information. Is the student loan issue, is this a crisis right now? I hear about it a lot and it just seems like people are taking out bigger and bigger loans. Is it a crisis? Would you consider it a crisis right now? It is a crisis and it's a crisis. So these are my own opinions. Right? Some people yeah, might no, that's disagree. Fine. It's a crisis for two reasons. Um, the first is, is centered completely around what we just spoke about, information, data, like people not having the understanding of what it means to make payments or to defer payments. Uh, we, one of the biggest issues with student loans is how interest can accrue without people maybe understanding that that's what's happening. And then it gets capitalized, which means it adds, gets added to the amount that is... So your balance is growing because you're accruing interest even though you're deferring payments. Is that my understanding? That's right. And you're, you're not only that. Do, do you think people understand that? 
I don't think so. Maybe they have a maybe they have some rough notion, or maybe they saw a disclaimer in some very long document that this was going to happen. I don't think they truly appreciate the level to which it impacts them because it's not only accruing, right? At the, when it finishes accruing after deferment, it gets added to your principal, and so now you're paying interest on a larger amount, right? So a lot of people are struggling because of that. More on this soon, right? But we're we're putting together a study to to look at how many people, given they've been making years of payments have paid off the initial loan plus whatever interest they might have owed on it and still owe more, right? Like those would be, I think, in my opinion, if we're going to talk about forgiveness, like those people have done their part, right? Like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. They've paid more than they, they borrowed. They, they paid it. They paid off the interest. They paid off more. Like they are, that's a simplistic view, of course. But I think if we're going to consider the burden, that's really where the burden comes from is I keep doing this thing and I don't see results. Mm-hmm. So we touched on a little bit, I think, when we first opened, but what negative impacts exist for an employee, you know, trying to start their career and they've got the student loan debt hanging over them for years? And maybe right now for people who are coming out of college, they've been able to defer payments for a while. It's forgiven for a certain period of time, but it's going to start back up again. And what kind of impact does this have on their mental well-being, job prospects, long-term earning power, or just even starting their life? I'm just curious what you've seen. 60% of people with student loans say that it impacts their mental health. 53% of people with student loans have experienced depression at some point because of their loans. Right? So it's, it's having a, a very negative impact. When you see younger people, they try to optimize for maximum compensation because that's the only way they see out of this burden, right? Like of their student debt. They're like, the, the more money I make, the quicker I can pay it off and live my life, right? And save for retirement and take that trip. The way we view our finances has changed, right? So for instance, my parents would save for, you know, for years so that they could take that dream vacation. And then they were old, <laughs> you know? People like these days, people want to experience life now, right? Or, or not before they get to some, some point in the future. And so balancing that combined with their existing obligation creates a lot of financial stress and pressure which is then, you know, translated to employers, right? Because now employers are having to shell out these crazy compensation packages, like, you know, look at other kinds of benefits. What else can I do for these people? There's definitely a trickle-down relationship there. I feel like we're experiencing this now with the, you know, the great resignation or great reshuffle, whatever. People are leaving for a paycheck. They might leave a very comfortable, balanced situation with their employer. Maybe they're very fulfilled, but they're going to go grab money. Probably because they're experiencing what we just described was just the obligations of debt. And, you know, as a result, that's typically not in the best interest of their career, right? It takes time to become really good at something. And when you're jumping around, you're not taking the time to become really good at something. And everyone wants to become good at something, right? Everybody just wants to focus and get really good at that thing. But they feel these pressures that, you know what, the only way I'm going to be able to succeed financially is if I leave this job that I enjoy and go take that other job that, that pays me more. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. So let's turn it to the employers at this point. What can they do to help? At this point, I mean, you got a lot of HR listeners right now. You got a lot of leaders who might be in a position of making decisions on on this in terms of financial wellness, student loan repayment programs or perks. What can employers do? What have you seen? The the most important thing that we see our customers do and that, and that really succeed is to understand, to show people that you understand where they are. 
right? Like recognizing the problem is a big first step. And in fact, usually a, most of the problem is in recognition. And then helping people with that, right? So the government has also taken notice of what's going on. And so there are tax incentives associated with offering student loan benefits or student loan repayment to your teams. Increasing compensation by, you know, let's just say $5,000 a year means that the employer is not only shelling that out, but in the taxes included. And then the recipient doesn't get the full money. They also have to pay taxes on it. With student loan benefits, you're giving the person that full $5,000 and you get a full you know, tax deductible against up to $52.50 a year. So that's a big deal, right? And framing the whole thing in terms of why you're doing this, because you understand that what the person's going through and removing some of that burden makes a big difference. Engagement is something that we speak a lot about, like as employers, as people who work in HR, right? And it's so elusive. How do you measure engagement? How do you measure happiness? Well, you rely usually on proxies like the study by the CDC. And, you know, you ask people, like, are you happy? Like that actually works too. Uh, and, you know, you find that when people are heard, and uh, they see that there is movement towards a problem that impacts them personally, everybody's happier. You know, one thing that's crazy, Brennan, is uh, some people we speak with, they say, you know what, not all of my team has student loans, so is this fair? That's a great question, right? Like, that's a, that's a fantastic question. So I always respond with data, right? So 56% of employers today uh, offer tuition reimbursement yep. of some variety. And I'm not going to college anymore. I'm not going to school. So that doesn't apply to me. And, you know, there are all these wonderful tax benefits of doing that. But participation sucks. Right? Yeah. Like nobody's... Most people who have already entered the workforce, they've already gone through their schooling. Yeah, or they maybe, like, usually they might not enroll because there's these other additional constraints tied to it, right? Like, sign this contract that gives me your first child. Right? Like, <laughs> you can have them. Yeah, <laughs> that, no problem, right? <laughs> so when you ask people who have participated in those programs, you know, about 70, 70, I think 76% of them say that they would stay longer with an employer that offered this benefit. And that's, you're asking participants, right? If you look on the other side, you say, okay, if we offer student loan benefits and you ask people who are not necessarily participating, you say, would you stay at an employer that offers student loan benefits? That number goes to 94%. 94% of people that you ask or actually SoFi asked, say that they would stay with an employer longer for offering student loan benefits. When we survey teams and we ask everybody, should this company offer student loan benefits, it doesn't matter whether they have loans or not, 98% of the time people say yes. And then we have like a very small percentage say no, and the, the remainder, or, you know, whatever is left over around 2%, they say, I don't really care. <laughs> so they're indifferent regardless. Right? But the powerful thing is that like 98% of people are like, I understand how big of a problem this is for my coworkers, help them. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, I'll figure something else out. Well, especially if it means like we're going to lose talent if they have to go jump ship because they can get 20, 30 grand more by going to a different employer. If it means like I'm going to lose one of my colleagues who's like the best of the best in terms of, you know, whatever specialized role that they're in, I'm like, hell yeah, I want my employer to provide some sort of student loan repayment perk of some sort. Absolutely. And, you know, this is something that I love that attrition impacts the existing team as much as it impacts yes, it like, the yep. employer, right? Like it takes, it's not only expensive in money terms, it's expensive in time, in effort. Somebody has to pick up the slack. Somebody has to get to know somebody new. Right? Like you lose those relationships. So you're absolutely right. If an employer, you know, they are in touch with their employees, maybe they decide the student loan repayment perk is something that they want to explore. It seems like very daunting. How do you go about implementing some sort of program that helps with it? And, and maybe overall, just give me 
an example of like how employers are stepping in and helping. I don't even know logistically how it would work. So maybe explain that. So it's, a, it's definitely a financial wellness benefit. But before, before I, I give any more answers, very selfishly, I'll say if you're considering it, go to getdollar.com. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this is, this is really interesting that you asked this because a lot of folks, they say, well, I want to do this thing. I don't understand how it works. Essentially, it comes up to this. It's an employer-sponsored program. You're going to need to allocate some cash towards that is dispersed at some frequency to your team's student loans. How you disperse that cash who is eligible, um, whether it's, it's governed by role and tenure, all of that stuff is included as part of, uh, of a program. And so those are things that you should consider, right? Is like who is involved, what do they get, how does it change over time, you know, does it change overall? And then how motivated am I by the tax incentives, right? Like, because that's a big deal. What are the so tax incentives? The CARES Act expanded the educational assistance portion of the tax code to include student loan repayment. So you can deduct up to $5,250 per person per year. Per person. That's a good chunk of money. Yeah. It's the same as tuition reimbursement with much higher participation. Wow. Yeah, that's really fascinating. So you've built a company that helps with this. Explain what Dollar does. We, we take a compositional approach to solving this student debt crisis. As we know, touched on a little bit earlier, one of the, the biggest problems with student loans is cash. People just don't have enough money to pay off their student loans in any reasonable amount of time. And so we solve that cash problem. And we get them cash from a variety of different sources. One of those sources is an employer. And, you know, there's a variety of folks who work with us. People are sometimes surprised by the level of difference in, in, our, in the types of customers that we have, right? Like we have two people, two-person teams, and we have several hundred person teams, right, that are that are participating. It's all on the same platform, very easy. And then just as an extension of that, right, like we believe that education benefits everyone. And so everybody should play some role in paying for it, right? Like so some might argue that we already do that in our taxes. Yeah, morally, maybe, I don't know, right? Like some of it is like whatever. But if you want to do make the impact today, waiting for the government is usually not the, the best approach. Nope, right? and so, not at all. <laughs> right? And so everybody has an incentive to participate. It's not a charity type thing, right? So we work with brands, national brands, uh, several hundred of them that provide cash back directly to student loans when our members shop there. We help people form plans and automate habits so that they can get to that zero debt earlier, right? Like we mentioned this a little bit earlier, there's a lot of data. We condense it in information, very actionable information that somebody can say, this is what I want to do, and this is how I'm going to get there. And finally, we empower the person's community to participate in that repayment. So we've built the Venmo for student loans. So anybody can send money to anybody else's student loans super, super easy. How does it work from an individual participating? So if, if my employer opts in to dollar, what is it, what happens from there? Like I can opt in as an employee if I have student loans and then like, what's the experience like from there? Yeah. So it takes about less than 10 minutes for an employer to opt, like to get set really? up with dollar. Yeah. We're, we've put a lot of, what's the worst thing about a benefit? Oh, it takes forever to enroll. All in enrollment, management, figuring out how it works. Like it, sometimes it takes six months, maybe oh, yeah. more, right? Paperwork and enrollment, it's just a pain. Yeah. And, and we're like, well, nobody has time for that. So we've, we've taken all of that unnecessary stuff away. And, uh, yeah, you know, one of the things that we hear most consistently as feedback when people, when employers finish signing up is, uh, 
is that it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, yes, sorry, you're underwhelmed, but your job is done now. Just enjoy. Uh, so like from an employer's perspective, it's very easy. You just have to identify your team, your program, and, you know, your, the frequency of the payments you want to make. And we make all of that process very, very simple. From the recipient's perspective, um, again, very simple. All you have to do is enroll your student loans with dollar, we will validate that you're, you know, you are eligible for right. these benefits. From an so it connects with actual financial institutions so you can verify that there's a loan That's exactly outstanding. Right. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so, you know, all, all student loan services, private and federal in the country, we can connect you and send payments to. So, and it's that simple, right? And then the mm-hmm. rest is just creating, uh, we try to create delight and joy, what can be a terrible experience. So give me some insight as to what an employee might experience in something like this. And I'm sure there's other tools out there, but let's let's just hone in on dollar for, for now. So if employer signs up, say I've got a student loan, I sign up. Does an employer just make regular payments to help pay down my student loans uh, like on a regular, kind of like a paycheck, like part of the paycheck, here's the benefit, much like health benefits or something like there would be this nice benefit goes into my dollar account that pays down my student loan. Am I getting that right so far? 100%. Okay. So that happens. Is there anything else on the employee side that takes place? You said something about like a Venmo-like experience. Is there anything else that an employee can do to help, you know, keep paying down their loans? Yeah. So as, as an employee, you have access to a variety of additional sources of cash that doesn't cost the, the recipient anything. You can shop at brands that are partnered with Dollar and get cash back to your student loans. Interesting. So it's as easy as a click, and very soon you're going to be able to swipe at those, like to swipe your card at those points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can build a plan. One of my favorite things is what we call the what if tool. It's like, what if I paid this much, right? And we show you by individual loan how quickly or how much longer it might take you to, to get to zero student debt. The Venmo is we make it very easy for you to ask for help. Like one of the biggest problems we have, I think, as Americans is we're very bad at asking for help. Right? Usually, you, like, unless you're in real, real big trouble, like asking for help is almost embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody, like, you know, one thing that we found very surprising, and this is what our folks who use the platform tell us, is that they didn't realize that people actually were waiting to help. They just didn't know how to ask or participate, right? And they wanted to make sure that their money is going directly to student loans. Right. It's not like your grandma gives you a check and says, deposit this within one week, you know? Yeah. Like, don't... <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, what's yeah. interesting about like what you're describing too, I mean, because I've experienced it too as, as growing up, it's like you get like a birthday gift or you know, your grandma gives you a hundred bucks and you're like, you know, we we have the intent, maybe she even says like, here, use this for your student loans, but you're like, well, I've got a check, it's cash. I'm going to go to a concert instead. <laughs> versus actually here's my get dollar app here's i don't know if it's like a qr code or a a username that they can scan but like they can make a payment directly to it so that's that kind of cuts out the any bad behavior yeah all the unnecessary stress and then also you don't have anybody nagging you right like hey you know did you pay down your shirt it it happens they, they know it's gone you know you don't have to give up your whole life like they just know you have a student loan and they've made a payment to it and it's, they can trust that process. What I find interesting about your tool, and I hope other other people in this this market, uh, not necessarily just student loans, but financial wellness in general, it sounds like you've built tools to help educate people along the process. Like you got probably student loan calculators like you just described. So I put a hundred bucks more towards my loan. What does that mean from a repayment? And like, in, like how much am I paying in interest over the long term? Like 
those are tools that will help instill like financial wellness and education inside of us. Do you find that others are in your industry are doing something similar to help make it a more of a behavior shift? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are, are, look, I hate using this term behavioral economics because I think it, it has such an, in my opinion, a negative connotation. It's almost like you're trying to manipulate somebody to act outside of their best interest. Unfortunately, there are a lot of folks out there who build tools with that sort of purpose in mind, right? Like, I have philosophical differences, but yes, there are folks out there who do actually a good job, yeah, you know, just like we do, in terms of creating these tools that are actually helpful, that condense all of this data into information, because people are smart, People are very smart. They just need to be presented with some information that they can act on, right? When you're when you're trying to make a decision, you need a few things that you need to know. You don't need to go out there and like spend three hours researching because you, you get exhausted and you don't make the decision. I mean, so a lot of folks are thinking really well about what kind of tools to build in this area. That's great. From an employer standpoint, this audience is employers and they're listening like, how do I get involved in financial wellness? Student loan repayments is obviously one, but what other educational tools could employers provide their employees that might help them just increase their financial well-being? It's stressful. It's like you said, mental health is taking a toll because of people's financial well-being. Like what, what can employers do to get involved? I think uh, giving folks access to expertise is a big deal, right? Like sometimes I might not be able to afford a full-on financial advisor. Might even need one, right? But I might have a question that that person could answer in five minutes that might take me a long time to do. You know, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot to be said about having resources that people might read. It's very important to make sure that the person is reading the information that is relevant to them, right? Like so, like for instance, like if you think about a 401k, there's so much to that 401k that is not applicable to everyone, right? And so, from if it was my case, I want I'm only interested in this part. I should be able to just get information about that part and not get confused and worried about about what else is happening. So I think, you know, when when making these kinds of choices, it's important how the information is presented to their, to their team is uh, is personalized. Yeah. And what's interesting about something you said earlier, I honed in on it because I am a firm believer that we shouldn't be sitting around waiting for the government to help make choices for us. And I think employers are in a pretty unique opportunity to help provide educational resources so people can make decisions for themselves that are unique to their situation. I think we just don't have enough of that. Do you agree with that? Do you think employers are in a really good position to help provide very good financial educational resources that employees could you know, benefit from greatly. Hundred percent. They're in a fantastic position. And some in fact I would argue that they have an obligation to provide uh, helpful resources because at the end of the day, they're providing the money that this person is going to spend somehow. Right. right. <laughs> and, and so they want to be. They want to make sure that that the, the person has the information that they need to make the appropriate decisions for whatever life goals they have. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, this has been a, a really fun conversation. We haven't really touched on financial wellness in in general, and I know student loan repayment's been a big uh, trend. Um, so thanks for coming on the show. Where can people learn more about you, Dollar, uh, connect with you, anything that you'd want to share with people? Yeah, I, I'm on LinkedIn. I'd love, you know, I love new connections. I love meeting new people. To learn about Dollar, just go to getdollar.com, G-E-T-D-O-L-R.com. And, you know, all of the all of the things we do are, are easy to find over there. Uh, our blog is a fantastic resource. It contains a lot of the information that we've just discussed today. Uh, so that could also be helpful. My guest today has been Naveed Iqbal. 
Naveed, thanks for being part of Transform Your Workplace. It's been a pleasure. So much fun. Thank you, Brandon. 